You are listening to a podcast from Mercury International. Andrew Rathbone interviews Richard Hyam, International Sector Head, Finance and Professional Services, about how to effectively manage the issue of price within important relationships. Good morning, Richard. It's uh, excellent to have you here today. Thanks, um, Andrew. One of the things that has been occupying my thoughts this week has been about um, the changes in the economy that we've seen, the changes in the news climate, and I wonder what your thoughts were on the impact this is going to have on relationship managers. Well, I think there are a number, but one of the things that has surprised me over the last few weeks has been the number of relationship managers who wanted to revisit the subject of price uh, and how you handle it and your skills in doing it. And uh, the line I heard from somebody which I thought was excellent very recently was, well, you've got a choice. You either sharpen your skills or you sharpen your pencil. Okay. So what what were they meaning by that then? Well, I think there are a number of things. But before I come to to skills, really want to reflect on attitude. Um, I was just thinking back to to a former colleague of mine who uh, was faced with a situation with one of the banks and he'd done some work for them, quite a small piece of work. And they came back to him and said, right, great first piece of work, Neil. And uh, they said, want to work with you? Yes, we want to extend the project, but of course, we'll have to talk about the price. And I sat there thinking, oh no, here we go again. We're gonna have to fight on price. Neil responded automatically, it seemed, looked them in the eye and said, of course, we'll have to talk about the price. How much more were you thinking of paying? Okay, nice nice line. It was a great line. It threw them completely, and in the end, we ended settling at the original price we'd first thought of. Okay. But what that underlined to me was that my attitude to price at that moment was uh, fear, uh, depression, acceptance that we were going to have to reduce our price. Neil didn't think that. And if we think positively about price, if we behave confidently, I think we avoid an awful lot of problems. The danger is, I think, that we assume that we're going to get into a price war in the current economic conditions. And I don't believe that's the case. I believe that strong players will, in fact, be able not only to to defend, but increase their margins. Okay, so what practical advice would you give to someone looking to do just that? Well, get your, your brain right, get your mind right, but think about things like timing. Um, I was discussing with somebody recently about when do you want to talk about price? And the received wisdom, of course, is that you talk about price late, you establish the value first, and you only talk about price late. Uh, This particular individual, very experienced guy in in the financial sector, was saying, well, maybe the time is right to address price early, begin to open it up as a subject, knock it on the head, having dealt with it. Yes. authoritatively and then revisit it later. I think that if price is at the front of people's minds and budgets are at the front of people's minds, maybe we need to demonstrate that we're going to be at the price to play, that we understand the realities, 
and then get back onto the, the front foot. So, well, of course, before we can establish that, you need to really understand where you're coming from and begin to explore the variables and get back into questioning. So I think timing is important, but we may need to recognize that if price is top of the buyer's agenda, we do need to at least recognize that early on, but we need to deal with it later. Okay, so yeah, we, we kind of engage at the at the start if it's at the front of the uh, of the buyer's mind, for mm -hmm. example, so that he can put that to bed for a while, giving the relationship manager an opportunity to establish some value, and then come back to a more specific price discussion later in the uh, in in the proceedings. Absolutely, I think we've got to show confidence in our our behaviour on price. I think the key thing is if we do need to address price early to very quickly get the conversation back into control from your side and into good questioning. So not saying, well, perhaps we could deal with that later and go quiet, which yes. is almost an invitation to be hit back, yes. but to say, well, perhaps we could deal with that later because in order to do so, I need to understand exactly what it is you're trying to achieve. So can you explain the project in more detail? So we get the control back through good questioning. Okay, so we've dealt with attitude and we've dealt with timing. What else would you recommend? I think areas like structure. Are you best packaging your price and putting everything together in a bundled form? Or are you best to split things up? I think the, the danger is if we split things up, good and experienced buyers will um, pick off each aspect, each variable, until we get to the final point and we have nothing left to move on. So thinking about how you can package your pricing may be more sensible. Thinking about um, lowest common denominators, um, making comp comparisons, but in particular, I believe at the moment, having the confidence, having the courage, uh, the conviction to build strong and robust business cases. Okay, so how would one go about that? Well, I think a lot of it comes back to questioning, being able to ask things like, so how many cases are you writing? What's the average value of a case? Do you know what the profitability of each case is? So to be able to build up some really robust financial data, to be able to explore with the customer the financial implications of a particular course of action, both the negatives and the positives. I think it's very important to allow the customer to draw their own conclusions. So rather than to say, and according to my calculations, that's going to save you 50 basis points, which is going to account to X hundred thousand, to be able to say, well, if these figures are correct, how much do you believe that's going to save you or make you? So letting them draw their own conclusions. Okay, so there's a tactical implication as well as a structural implication to, uh, to what you're saying there. Yeah, and I think bringing a commercial awareness to bear, the business of business, if you like. Yes. The, uh, the ability to sharpen our skills to really understand the financial implications of different courses of action and build up a business case. Because in the current climate, I don't believe it's enough simply to demonstrate to one person the value of what you're doing. That person is probably going to need to make the case further up the line. Indeed. So you talked about attitude, timing, uh, you talked about structure and a, a tactical awareness there. 
Are there any other tips you have for a relationship manager looking to be expert in dealing with pricing issues? A couple of things, I think. Um, I think being able to really sharpen the language that we use. Are we talking, I mean, every time we talk about cost, it has a negative implication. It's what I take out of my pocket and I give to you. Is it possible to talk about price in a more neutral or even a more positive way? So for instance, I like to use the word figure. We're looking at a figure of X rather okay. than it will cost you X. Figure is more neutral than cost. It could be that you can use positive language, an investment of, which implies that there's going to be a return. Now, different parts of business can use different bits of language, but let's not drop into either negative language or indeed negative behaviour. You know, when the issue of price comes up, I don't say, well, hmm, I thought you were going to ask that. Are you sitting down? You're not going to like this. We've got to get our language robust and positive. Now, there is a price to pay. There is a price to play. Sure. So do you think the word price itself has any of the positive or negative implications? Or does that depend on who's using it and how? I think it depends on who's using it and how. I think it's a bit like fee. The word fee has good positive connotations because it speaks of professionalism. Sure. But to other people it is worryingly high because yes. they're thinking of what they paid a divorce lawyer or whatever it may be. Good so, point. So you're absolutely right. Language is variable. We've got to sensitise ourselves to the language and not fall into traps. Just like we mustn't fall into behavioural traps of thinking that we're always going to have a price fight or talking negatively or behaving negatively or taking a step back when somebody says anything to do with price. I think we've also got to expect price comparison. I think people are quite rightly making comparison and we are going to need to be able to justify our price against competitors. And there are one or two things we can do to help that. Okay, what would you recommend there? Well, first of all, making sure that you're clear what the, the buyer is comparing with. Yes, it could be a direct uh, competitive offer. But it could be their expectation, what they last paid, what somebody down at the golf club told them they should expect to pay, what they paid for something similar. So extract from them, what are you making the comparison with? Yes. Um, being very clear also about the quantum, the money, not just percentages or basis points. How much money are we talking about? And once we've established that, recognising what's the difference between your figure and your competitor's price and being able to justify the difference. These are some of the things that make it easy. Nothing's perfect, Andrew. It, we, it, this isn't an easy subject. People will be price resistant. I believe we've just got a choice here because either you sharpen your skills or you're gonna have to sharpen your pencil. from Mercury International. If you'd like to discuss any of these issues with Richard or Andrew, please call me, Claire Newton, on plus four four one nine three two eight four four eight five five.